Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Just Shayin. So I've decided to be ridiculous and do shouts, shouts outs, <laughs> personal shouts outs. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm trying to do. I thought it would be fun if I highlight some of my favorite things. Um, so yeah, who knows if this will actually last, but I thought it would be fun. Um, so as you know, maybe, maybe you don't, maybe, you know, maybe you don't know. Um, I just recently within the last week got back from Alaska. Also, that's going to be my, my shouts outs. (laughs) You need to go to Alaska. I know you're probably sitting there like, I ain't never wanted to go to Alaska, but you need to go to Alaska. It is dream of all dreams. Um, I hiked a glacier. Uh, we went on a ocean tour, and we got to see um, orca whales, humpback whales, um, all the things. Puffins, the really cute freaking penguin-looking things, so cute, um, and more glaciers, and we got to do all kinds of fun stuff. So um, my shouts-outs, because that's just going to be what I call it for now on, at least in this episode, is that you need to book a ticket to Alaska. You may need to save up to go because all those adventures be costing money, 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 money. But let's let's just keep it moving. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, I'm Shay, a three-wing two on the Enneagram that finds her home in Atlanta, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to create an ongoing conversation about the tensions of following Jesus in today's culture. Join me and many others as we have conversations that challenge and inspire us to follow Jesus in our day and age. This is Just Shayin. Okay, so, um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to me blab on about Alaska. Hashtag go book your ticket now. Hashtag I'll tell you all the fun things to do. And if you don't believe me, go look at my Instagram. Bam! Okay, um, so I wanted to take, um, however long this ends up being, some time <laughs> and talk about something that I recently posted on my Instagram that I got lots of messages back um, because I think it's a, I say relevant, help me Holy Ghost. It's a relevant word for the moment. Honestly, it's a relevant word for your life, baby. It's a relevant word for your life. Um, sorry, I got really loud probably in your car or your headphones and I apologize. Um, I want to talk to us about the promised land. Now, some of y'all's ears went woohoo and everybody else is kind of like, oh, okay. This is an interesting topic. What the heck does she mean? That's real. Um, So I've been reading the book of Joshua, and honestly, like, it wasn't this like, oh, Abba told me to go read the book of Joshua. It wasn't like that. Um, Obviously, I'm kind of familiar with the story of Joshua, and you may be as well. Um, I've actually been all up in Ezra, which is really funny that I'm talking about Joshua right now, but that's okay, because the Holy Ghost knows Um, but yeah, so I was just, I was reading Joshua because I had this like, I don't know, there was something in my spirit about it, but I didn't really know what, and I'm still in it because, you know, if you're only going to steward your revelation for a week, then 
you know, you may want to check yourself because I've been in some long, long stewarding of the revelations. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been reading the gospels every day, like at least one of the gospels every day for like over a year. Okay. So I don't read the whole gospel. That made me sound really holy. Um, I didn't mean it that way. Uh, I read out of the gospels every day. Because I myself find that I need to read those red words that so diligently piss my flesh off. Did I just say that? I think I did. Um, I probably shouldn't have said piss, so I'm sorry. Um, They irritate my flesh. And that's a whole other topic. But the true gospel, the whole gospel, the simple quote-unquote gospel will irritate your flesh um, the other way it doesn't irritate your flesh is if you're living in your spirit. And I think that, um, you know, that's a it's a daily choice, sometimes a moment-by-moment moment choice, but we won't. I digress. I felt smart saying that I digress, but I digress. Um, so I've been in the book of Joshua, and uh, I found myself reading just these moments where they crossed over the Jordan for the 17,000th time. Uh, and I think some people, we you need to remember that you don't just cross over a river once. There was multiple times they crossed over. Um, but specifically to the story of Joshua, they crossed over, and Moses, but um, they crossed over into the quote-unquote promised land. Okay, so feel me on this for a second. Like, just listen, hear me out. We have this saying in church culture Whether you call it your promised land, whether you call it your calling, your destiny, your whatever, you know, your assignment, and we have so many words, I could could keep going, but I won't, Uh, I feel very, y'all, I feel very, um, I don't know, but I feel good, but I also feel like my brain's all over, so hopefully this makes sense. Um, (laughs) Come Holy Spirit invade their car and their headphones. Um, But basically, we see them crossing over into the promised land. Um, And I want to talk about this because it's, you know, as I've read Joshua, and even as you go and you read about, you know, Moses crossing over and leading the people to the promised land and getting them out of Egypt and all these things, um, (laughs) they literally cross over the river. In Joshua 4, they make this... uh, they take 12 stones, one representing each of the 12 tribes of Israel. And, the, you know, the Lord has them do this. And it says, you know, you, you know, as your kids ask, you know, your history, you can remind them of this, you know, the 12 stones that will sit here. And honestly, you can Google them. They're, they're still there, uh, which is really cool. Uh, you can Google them and see a picture of the 12 stones. Um, I can't tell you how accurate it is, but there are pictures. So don't slap me if you want to do all your fact checks. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, help me, Holy Ghost. I got to stop. Okay, stay on track, Shay, because you're getting real crazy. Um, but basically, like we have this idea of the promised land. So they, they built these stones of remembrance, memory stones. Some people call them Ebenezer stones. I'm just going to call them 12 stones. Um, you know, save, save words. Um... Basically, they cross over into the promised land, and what really kept hitting me that I want to talk about seven minutes in is that their promised land was full of more battles, more trials, uh, more enemies. Um, It wasn't full of what I think we've made, quote unquote, the promised land to be about. 
I think culturally in the church, we've made, you know, we have this idea of a promised land looking like my calling kind of, you know, being lived out, favors on my life. And, you know, maybe the struggles aren't so bad. Like maybe, you know, um, the addictions uh, have I've been set free of or, you know, like I've, I'm com- continuing to walk in that freedom and, um, you know, like my struggles are different and I'm free. I've been set free in Christ. I'm operating as a new creation. Um, you know, life in... And maybe this is just me. Gosh, maybe it is. And that's going to be a humble pie. But I think sometimes we think the promised land is going to be like this land of ease, this land of, um, yeah, I don't want to say like it's handed to us, but maybe that's just the best way to describe it. Um, Not handed to us, but there's just this ease, you know, like the land of milk and honey and peace is like what I'm operating in and you know, like there ain't no battles in my promised land. Like I'm just like mad trust in the Lord big time. And yeah, and I, I, I'm, maybe it's just the Lord putting me in my place, but I was reading and the Lord was just like, like there's a miss, there's a, a misconception of what the promised land is. Cause it says that Joshua basically crossed over into the promised land and he entered in straight up. He went into battle. He went into battle. He went into battle, y'all. He didn't go into the sauna and just straight up retire and chill. Like he went into the promised land. He went into conquer the promised land. He went into do battle and take out the enemies that were inhabiting their promised land. And and I was just like, man, this is messing me up um, in like a good way because I think sometimes we correlate like favor and you know fulfillment of our destinies with ease and and maybe I don't even know if ease is the right word, but just this like I don't even know what the word is, but there's just this like feeling that I think we're all looking for for it to be like okay, like this is what I've been trying to get to. This like, oh, okay. But the truth of the matter is like, we're not going to get there. Dun, dun, dun. I'm sorry. I don't think we're going to get there. Maybe I'm wrong and God will probably punch me about it. And that's fine. You're probably God don't punch people. I don't know y'all. He'd be punching me in my spirit. Anyway. Um, and so I've just been trying to work through that and really pray, like, God, show me where I have a misconception of what this is supposed to look like. Oh, and it's a dangerous prayer. It's dangerous, y'all, um, but it's needed. It's absolutely needed because I believe, I believe that there are people, there are believers, there are saints, they are brothers and sisters in Christ that think that they're in a wilderness but they're really in their promised land. They're really in their promised land. What do you mean by this, Shay? Well, what I mean is, is if we are basing life off of what I think it's supposed to be, and my promised land equals ease and not a lot of battles, like no battles whatsoever, let's just be honest. Uh, And it looks like um, yeah, just an ease, just a no, no tribulation, no, I don't know tribulation is the right word. No, tur- like turbulence. I'll say that word. No turbulence in life. 
And it's like we're all trying to get there. But biblically, I don't know if that place exists because even Jesus, Jesus himself, hello, had trials. Jesus himself was tested. Jesus, hello, like he is Jesus. He is perfect theology. Uh, the book of John says, if, if you see me, you see the Father. Hello, church. Hello, church. Hello, church. All I'm saying is, just because you're getting tested, just because you feel like there's turbulence, just because your bank account doesn't look the way that you want it to does not mean you're in a wilderness. That's all I'm saying. And yes, there are wilderness seasons, so don't you even go, no, there are wilderness seasons. Jesus himself went into the wilderness. I'm just saying, I think some of us need to really sit with the Father and ask ourselves, Am I really in a wilderness or am I really sitting in something you've promised me? hey promised me, but there's just battles in my promised land. And you're asking me, because here's the thing, like you can go in your promised land and there's probably going to be bigger enemies, bigger feats and fights and all the things, but the fruit of those victories are going to be better. The blessings of the Father are even bigger than the enemies that seem to be getting bigger in your promised land. And your promised land is not full, you know, like your promised land was still going to have battles. Your your promised land still going to, you're still going to have to war. You're still going to have to conquer some things and they're going to seem bigger than you, but they always bigger. The last battle that you had in the last season was bigger than you, but you conquered it. You conquered it. And I think sometimes we have to put up those memory stones to remind our soul, like, wait a minute, like what I'm doing right now, three years ago would have been too big for me. But because I'm growing with the Father, it's He sees that it is fitting for me now. And I think sometimes we just want to get real crazy and we want to be in our feels and we want to idolize our feelings and we want the, you know, like we want a real feely, feely, feely in I enjoy feelings. God has feelings. I enjoy my emotions. God has emotions. He's not unstable in his emotions, but he does have emotions. And I think that there's a beautiful place for that at his feet. Um, But I think that we really need to sit down and ask the Father, am I actually in a promised land or am I in a wilderness? Because there is a difference. And I think sometimes we just say, I'm in a wilderness. I'm in a dry season. Because it's like trials and testing and, and you know, this, that, and the other. And it's like, hey, bro, hey, sis, like you could still be in your promised land, even though you're having trials and battles and things like that. You can still literally be in your promised land. So it's something, you know, like I really, I feel like people get, I, I've talked to so many people lately and just, oh, y'all, it's for real. Um. I feel like so many people, and I know I have my, my my own issues, and I have my moments of the same thing, but I really feel like there are people listening that you've legitimately got mad at God because it's not, it, like your life doesn't look the way that you thought it would. Your, um, what you're doing is not what you thought you would be doing, and you know, what you thought you would be doing seems to be taking longer um, you know, like we have these expectations on God 
in ourselves, whether they've been put there by other people, ourselves, or culture, or whatever you feel is putting pressure on you. Um, and I just think, you know what? Like, you don't, you don't, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound real harsh. You don't have a right to be mad at God. <laughs> oh, somebody's going to get so mad at me for saying that. Um, he is not intimidated by you being mad at him. Like, he ain't mad at you for being mad at him. But what I'm saying it, listen to me. Because I've had seasons where I've been completely frustrated with God. Um, I think sometimes what happens is we put our expectations on God and he doesn't do it the way that we thought he was going to do it. So then we get mad at him. But the truth is, is that he's still doing like he's like he is not shook by that. Like he's not shook or intimidated by it, but he like he's still God. And I'm not, again, I'm not belittling anybody's feelings, even though I'm kind of laughing. I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, ah, this is, I wasn't even trying to go here. But we do, we get so mad at him. And we always, I think there's so many people that think that they've been in like a 17 year wilderness. And I'm like, I don't think you're in a wilderness. I think that your promised land actually comes with battles. It comes with conquering things. It comes with testing and trials and enemies and guess what? On the other side of those victories is the greater fruit. It's greater fruit. It's great reward. Um, and the promised land, what if the promised land is just a new space in our heart? Shoot. What if? Like, what if it's a new space in our heart? Um, and because we've allowed the Lord to go deep in our heart, he is entrusting us with a greater measure of um, belief, of faith, of, you know, like things like that. Like, what if it's not outward? Like, yeah, it's outward because everything inward in our heart comes out, right? Like from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Like from the heart, the issues of life flow. Uh, so outwardly, you're definitely going to see it. But it's what if it's more of an inward thing? I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I may not even post this. I'm not sure because it's just all over. But I do want to encourage us that no matter if you are, um, maybe you are in a wilderness season and you're like, no, I, I, I'm, I am really in a wilderness season. And the spirit of God's brought me here to, um, to empty me and to... Um, you know, to cause a hunger and a thirst in me in a way that only a wilderness can. Um, maybe you're sitting there like, I don't really know if I'm in the wilderness or if I'm in the promised land, and I just don't have eyes to see that it's the promised land. Because, And I think that's really what I'm trying to get to is I think not all of us, but some of us are in a promised land. Like we're in blessing, we're in... Um, things that are happening around us, but we can't see it because we're, we think we're in a dry season or it's just not happening the way um, that we think it should. So if it's not happening the way that I think it should, then, you know, maybe I'm not in a, you know, promised land, if quote unquote, I don't even like calling it that, honestly, because it feels like it's this place that we have to arrive to, and you don't have to arrive to your promised land. Like, 
it's that whole thing of like you never graduate surrender. Like, so we're just so, oh, I hate it. So in Christianity, we are so trying to always find a um, destination, you know, like, oh, okay, so this is where I got to get. You know, okay, so this is where I got to get. Oh, okay, this is where I got to get. Oh, okay. And it's like we've made this promise land, this idea of this is where I got to get. And the truth is, is like there's seasons for me personally where I'm like, dude, like half of me feels like, yeah, like this is a promised land. And the other half of me is like, holy moly, I wasn't anticipating all of this. Wasn't anticipating the the warfare. I wasn't anticipating the the things that you were going to ask me to believe for. I wasn't anticipating the obedience you were about to ask from me. Um, but yet, you know, I know it's your word, and I know it's what you've spoken over my life. And so that's really all I'm saying. Like, is just don't be quick. Don't be quick to call. You know a moment, a wilderness, or a dry season. Um, I'm not saying those aren't real. They are real. Um, and that's for another podcast. But I don't know. I just think some some there's some people out there that you're actually not in a wilderness. You are in the promised land. Uh, it just don't look like what you thought it was going to, but it's in you. It's in you to fight. It's in you to have victory. It's in you to conquer um, and the fruit from uh, the victory and the fruit of your time and your tears is going to be, um, it's going to be greater because that's what happens in the promised land. Like, yeah, everything else feels bigger. The enemy feels bigger, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the fruit is bigger. The reward is bigger. Um, and the true prize of all prizes is just knowing him. Like, and you get to know him in a way um, that you haven't got to know him before, which also means that you're going to have to be more dependent on him in a way that you've never been dependent on him before. Um, you know, like I'm thinking of just even my own walk, my own journey of, you know, there's things happening in my life right now that I never even saw coming, but yet I see how he got me here. But I'm also like, man, I'm about to have to be next level dependent. And it's not even about levels, but it's just like for me, it's like, oh, my gosh. Like I'm going to have to be like I'm I'm aware that I'm going to have to be dependent on him. And so it draws me to my knees. It draws me to be like, oh, but I need you. I need you to lead me. I need you to guide me. I need you. And so, I don't know. I feel like I've just been talking and talking for 22 minutes and 22 seconds. Um, two, 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 two. And um, I just want to encourage us. And for those people that are like, that this is for, like, even if it's for one person, um, then it was a worthy conversation to me. It was a win. I'm not on here to, you know, be theologically 100%. I am not a theologian. I don't even strive to be. I strive much like A.W. Tozer is that the, the all theology is is the way that I view God. So I'm constantly asking him into that place to show me where, like, what's off, what's correct, you know, like, what's really there. 
And honestly, like, I feel like personally, I'm in a season like where he is realigning my thoughts towards him. He is showing me where, um, you know, people be like, I don't say it that way, but I have like, there's some spots in my heart that I've just missed it. Um, that's not bad. I'm human. And that allows me to engage in the grace of God. And that's a very real thing for me. Um, and so I just think that there's some people listening, um, that need the encouragement of, Hey, you may not be in a wilderness. (laughs) You may actually be in your promised land. It's just full of battles and it's full of, um, lunging forward, like the warrior that you are, um, you know, the promised land isn't just showing up to, you know, a celebration of, of what you've done. It's not a time to retire. It's not a time to, you know, slow down. It's a time to gear up. Show. It's a time to gear up. The, uh, yeah. Wow. I just thought the father is saying to somebody, it's time to gear up. Like it's time to rev up. And you've been kind of like, oh, like, I don't know, maybe I'll just slow down. And I fight the Lord saying, no, like it's time to conquer the enemies in your promised land. Um, And so even if this is just for you, I'm going to post it. (laughs) But it's been kind of all over. So, Lord, I just thank you um, for this time. And I pray, Lord, for the people listening to this, that they would be encouraged no matter where they are on the journey, whether they are in the wilderness and they are searching for water uh, in a what seems to be a dry and barren land that you're cultivating thirst inside of them and hunger on the inside of them. And your word says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst. Um, they will always be fed. And so maybe you feel like now I haven't been fed, but the Lord's promise to you as his kid is that you will always be fed. You will always be fed. And if you are um, in an area of, I say an area, if you are in a place of, you know, not being in the wilderness, but you are seemingly sitting there going, oh my gosh, like it's me. Like I've been telling myself I'm in the wilderness, but I'm really not. I'm in, I'm in the promised land. Um, I just pray for the strength to continue to conquer the promised land of your heart and outwardly your world and what God has called you to. Um, I pray, uh, I think it's in, dang it, oh, where was I reading? Uh, I want to say Hebrews, but I could be wrong. But it was saying, strengthen yourself, strengthen your knees, strengthen your arms for battle. And I just pray that you would find yourself strengthening and that you would get ready to gear up gear up with the Lord's words over your life. Um, there's some of you that you're you're in transition and, and you kind of feel wobbly on the inside. You're like, oh, I don't know what's happening. And some of you have been there for a long time and you still don't know why you feel that way. But God is working something out for you. He um, That's his promise to you that he's a good father and a good shepherd. And so he's leading you and guiding you. You need to be reminded of that today, that even though you feel wobbly and not knowing what you're doing, that the Father knows what he's doing with you. I'm going to say that again. The Father knows what he's doing with you. And so I just pray peace over us today. I pray that you would have eyes to see and ears to hear and that you would let his word cut you and um, comfort you on this walk, that you would be sharp and that your discernment would be sharper and that the God that you pray to doesn't sound like you, but he actually sounds like himself. 
and that you would be quick to obey and quick to submit to his spirit. And I keep thinking in my spirit of the uh, John chapter 2, verse 5, and it's his mom. Jesus' mom looks at these servants when he's at the wedding at Cana, and she looks at him, and this was his first miracle, and she looks at these servants, and these servants are like, I don't even know who this person is. And he, she looks at them and says, do whatever he says. Do whatever he says. And so I just speak that over you, whoever you are, <laughs> all the listeners. Um, do what he says. I bless you to do what he says.